Hello and welcome to the Life Without Limits podcast. I'm your host, Casey Stutzman, recording here in the Performance Locker in Alpena, Michigan. Um, a little bit different episode today. So if you've, if you've been listening for a while, you've met Sam. Um, we talked to Sam on episode two. She is the glue, as we allude to. Um, she's one of our yoga instructors and also does a lot of our administrative work and uh, membership relations and a lot of operations and really holds this place together. So Sam and I were chatting and she shot me an email and said, hey, like we've done staff interviews for everybody, but uh, we haven't done you. And she said, would it be cool if we did a thing and submitted some questions and had people write in for questions and do a little Q&A with you and I. And I said, that sounds like a lot of fun and I would love to do that. So what you're about to listen to is just that. Uh, Sam and I get to sit down and we had some great questions that came from the social media lands and that were were shot to her. Um, and yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was a great conversation. I really enjoyed it. I hope you enjoy listening to it. So without further ado, here is Casey and Sam answering your questions. Hey guys, and welcome to the Life Without Limits podcast. Uh, today is a little different. I'm sitting here with Sam, but I think today is less of a conversation. So if, if you've been following our social media at all, we, there was an opportunity to throw some questions out there, and I'm going to do my best to answer them. So with the exception, i got to be honest, I cheated on a couple because they were on like <laughs> my Instagram, yeah, that's so I true. couldn't like not help but read them. So if it sounds like I have a well-thought-out answer for a couple of them, that's why. Yeah, there's one that In specifically I'm thinking about. It has to do with ducks. And I'm like, <laughs> I know the answer yeah. to that one. Yeah, I know. That so one like, I thought yeah, out quite well. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yes. Yeah. And that was a perfect Steve question. Yeah. So I'm going to yeah. turn it over to Sam, yeah. who's uh, – take it away. Awesome. Well, I'm looking forward to, yeah, taking over – well, sort of taking over the podcast. You're taking over. Yeah. This is an official <laughs> Sam takeover. It's really fun. So, um, yeah, I just kind of got this idea – um, one night, Aaron and I were talking, and I thought, oh my gosh, and Aaron's my husband, and I thought, oh my, wouldn't it be kind of funny if I, like, we collected questions, and I interviewed Casey and stuff, and then I just kind of shot an email out, and his response was like, yeah, totally, yes. let's do it, so, I'm yeah. Sorry, for any new listeners, this is Samantha Sampson, who yeah. is our yogi extraordinaire slash membership director <laughs> slash many hat wearers. Yeah. So try, yes. try to keep everybody, you know, on track. The glue. <laughs> the glue. The yeah, glue. The glue, as I Sam like was that. referred to yeah. in the first episode that we yeah. did. Sam, so episode two was, yeah, the glue. was your first little chat. So if you want to get to know Sam better, you can listen to episode two. Check that out. If you have not listened to that and, as of yet. Which is really cool because this, this will be a chance for everyone to get to know Casey a little bit better. I don't know if that's a good idea. And it'll be just, some of the questions are like definitely like off the wall. Some of them are like, you know, expected. And like, maybe you're also curious about, about um, maybe some of, some of these questions. I am. Too, I so. am. I'm pins and needles. Yeah. Pins and needles. I really am. Like I've been looking forward to this and we've had a couple things come up and we've had to postpone and that's why this one's not getting out on a Friday, but uh, yeah. So I've been super excited. <laughs> it, it is. Okay. So I'll, oh man, like I wish, okay. I was, I kind of just want to jump right to the duck question since it's already been brought up. So <laughs> Would you rather fight one Mike Tyson-sized duck or a hundred duck-sized Mike Tysons? So I did get a chance to think about this one. However, it doesn't require a lot of thought. Without hesitation, one Mike Tyson-sized duck. <laughs> and there's a couple reasons. Okay, let's hear it. Okay, so Twofold. A, Mike Tyson 
is Mike Tyson. Right. And like as as a normal sized human being is like a hundred times more terrifying and powerful than most human beings. Yeah. So even a duck sized Mike Tyson is probably stronger than your average normal sized person. Yeah, yeah. So that and and then on top of it there's a hundred of them. And I think back like it's also kind of terrifying. Oh, it's super terrifying. <laughs> like would you want to be swarmed by a hundred of anything? No, no. Especially a hundred tiny powerful little men that could like break <laughs> Break a shin bone or a toe. No, uh, under no circumstances. Plus, I've had more luck in my physical altercations with ducks than I have with Mike Tyson's. <laughs> like, there have been times that I've had to wrestle a duck, and I've come out on top 100% of those times. So I'm thinking... Like, how many times have you had to wrestle a duck? Well... I didn't realize that dogs cause such a problem for you. Well, they don't cause a problem for me. So this is <laughs> a, this is a duck hunting thing. So I don't want to get okay. too far into okay. it because I don't think you're gonna like where it no, goes. No, but we, we can stop there. We can stop there. <laughs> so without further details, but yes, I, I've had to wrestle some ducks. That's it. Okay. Well, we'll leave it at that. I was, I was I was interested to hear what your I had to read that question a couple of times to really get the visual I in my in my head of like what that. What so that I looks like. I guess at the end of the day, I have more experience. With, with ducks than I do Mike Tyson's, yeah. and even a large one, I, I feel like I have better chances. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying I'm going to come like out to on top. That. I would like to see that. We it would be really interesting. It would be fascinating. Uh, it would be. And they can be powerful birds, so it's, it's... I mean, you know I'm not a fan of birds. I'll tell you what, it's not going to be a cakewalk one way or the other. Yeah. It's going to be a battle. But I think my chances with the duck size, the Mike Tyson size duck, are, are far superior. Yeah, I, I, would, I would second that. I would okay. second that. I feel like we feel pretty, com- you feel complete with that answer. I do. I'm good. Okay, good. I'm good. good. Okay, so this other one is a little more relatable to like... I think how other people probably know you too. So, um, someone asked, "Do you think that you're better at hunting? Okay. Paddleboarding? Okay. Personal training? Okay. Or all of the above? What you're best at? So not what your favorite is, but what do you think you're like best at? I'm gonna give a cop out answer. <laughs> and. I mean, truth be told, like, I feel like pretty much anything I do, I'm adequate in, like, enough to enjoy it or to have some level of, I'm competent enough in most things to enjoy it or to have some level of success with it. Yeah. But, I don't know, my whole life, I've actually very much felt like a jack-of-all-trades, master of none. (laughs) I feel like something that... I enjoyed the process of is like learning new stuff, like yeah. picking up new things, like dissecting them, like learning about the technique, learning how to be competent, learning what are important things to focus on, what things don't matter as much and, and getting to the point where it's like, I can do these things. Mm-hmm. Um, but then especially the older I get and I feel like as I've gotten a little, my balance between sense and ego has started moving in the right direction <laughs> I feel like I, I, I'm, I'm content with where I stand with a number of things like so paddling is a great example um, I think in younger days it would just be like bigger and more audacious goals year after year after year after year and trying to do like bigger longer stuff and paying attention to numbers like every time I'd go out and trying to be faster or trying to do this and I think I've gotten way better at just a enjoying the experience sometimes like sometimes it's performance driven but other times it's just experiential and it's just getting out and being outside and I like the idea that I I feel confident enough to like 
go for a long distance or go out on a nasty day without having a lot of planning or prep or things of that nature and that I can just kind of go experience. So I like being at a state of like, I guess, readiness, if you will. Um, but kind of, you know, back to the question, I think the cop-out answer is, I don't know. I, I feel like with all of them, I'm doing the best I can with the tools I have available. Yeah. And there's a lot of people that are way better at all of them <laughs> than I am. But like for me, they all kind of feed into each other. Um, meaning like a lot of stuff that I do from the training aspect or a lot of things that I found interesting or things that have carved out a path are things because I like to do stuff like paddling. Um, yeah, I, I'm doing a terrible job answering this question. But <laughs> there you go. You're doing good. You're doing good. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. I think that that's a really thoughtful one, and that's a good one. I, yeah. I know that I enjoy all three things evenly, and yeah. I think they all feed each other, and I think there's, like, aspects of things I've learned from each one that help yeah, have helped with cool. other ones. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say at this point in time... No, that's that's I was going to say, which... No, because that's what... The question wasn't, which one do I like better? It's which one do I think I'm better at? Yeah. Um, I don't know. At, at, at this point in time, I'm going to say training just because I have the most experience in that. Yeah. I was compared, that. compared to the yeah, rest. Yeah. So, yeah. Very cool. That was my roundabout way to get And then this kind of builds on the next one. So what, you know, what made you decide to become a personal trainer in the first place? I played sports in high school, uh, through middle school and high school. So I was a... I, I was a I was in I was in the jock realm yeah. area and after my senior year of football at high school I decided I wanted to try and play in college. So I wanted to walk on to a larger university and I was going to Western and I was like, well if I'm gonna do that, like I'm not from a big school, I'm not a big guy, and I'm probably gonna have to figure out how to get stronger and faster and like actually put some time into training. Like yeah. I'd never really trained during high school sports. Right. So at that point, I got really serious about it and started reading about it and researching it and just really kind of fell in love with it. And at that point in time, when I was 18, I was like, I think I kind of want to do this like for a living. Yeah. And there was, there was some, some missteps and like some, some weird paths in between there, between 18. And um, I had a job in fitness when I was 19 and home from college. I was working at a Lifetime Fitness and then followed some other things, got out of it for a while. And then in my early 20s, got back into it personally, just personal you know, training, training myself, like, yeah. you know, yeah. being more active because I had a couple jobs that I wasn't as much. And then, um, so it was like something that was always in the back of my mind. And then I went away from it a little bit and kind of refound it and fell in love with it. And I just, yeah, I don't know. I've always liked this environment. And, um, I was the kid that took like four gym classes senior year. It's, it always just like sports and <laughs> athletics. And that's, that's what kind of kicked it off yeah. was just a love of activity and doing stuff and there's something too even to this day and I, I remember feeling this and I remember it starting very very early on but there's something about like the puzzle like the puzzle of of making this thing that is the human form stronger more injury resistant more adaptable more efficient like figuring out how do those things work how do they feed off each other what's the most effective way to train them Kind of like back to what I was saying with the activities. Like it's, you know, when you look at something like fitness, it's this big thing and there's a gajillion different exercises and different times and work to rest ratios. Like how do you start to 
trim that that hedge and figure out like what's the best use of your time? Where can you get the most bang for your buck? Like what are like the secret exercises that are going to do the most? And what are the most important things to focus on? What can you leave by the wayside? So there was kind of like this big puzzle to it. And being a very left brain, very like linear thinker, I liked how everything fit together. You know what I mean? It's like this connects to this, connects to this, connects to this. And there was like this clear chain reaction and steps and processes. And I think it's just something that was um, comforting for my brain in terms of just the way that like I think and process stuff yeah. and it was yeah it's so a I good did, fit it just it felt like a good fit and it, it def- clearly it is well I, I hope so yeah because I don't I have any so. other options yeah I think so <laughs> I, I, I think so but yeah it started with that and then um, I started working in the industry full time in 2006 I was working part time prior before that starting around 2004 and couple years into my career like realized that wow there's this whole other world of all this other stuff out there and it just was great there was a lot of there was a lot of time and discovery yeah because when I first got into it like you were either a personal trainer or you're a group x instructor the only place you could work was at a gym Mm -hmm. there was bodybuilding there was like my world was very small when it came to fitness and then I was very fortunate to be exposed to some people and some companies and some other things that were very influential and like wow there's this whole other world out there and that was great so it still is. did you ever expect to become a studio owner yourself? No. Like was that ever a part of, kind no. of, part of your it, plan? In fact, for a really long time it was, I think with any job, especially in a small town, if yeah. you do it long enough, like if you were to work as a cook at a restaurant in town for long enough and people got to know you doing that, if they thought you were halfway decent at it, yeah. I think inevitably people are saying, when are you going to open your own restaurant? Mm-hmm. So it, it was a question or conversation that might happen from time to time. But to be completely honest with you, for the longest time, it was just so far from my radar. Just because I liked being in the trenches mm-hmm. and I liked doing that job. And I still do, which is yeah. why I still teach so many of the workouts that I do. Yeah. But um, there became a point. It was twofold. Uh, one was, you know, my personal career path also started to go more into education. And that's when I started getting hooked up with some of the other companies that I teach with or contract with or the seminars or the conferences that I teach at. And I really fell in love with that, like just the educational environment and the connectivity and working with other professionals and sharing information that was so pivotal to my career and really helped me out a lot and being able to give that to other people. It like, sounded like you were really interested. It was in great. So it was, it was like great. Just eating it up. Kind so of. all of a sudden, like the idea of developing a team and an environment and, and being a catalyst for people to grow and develop like became really fascinating. Yeah, that you could show them that there is actually this, oh, there's a lot more to the fitness world than, you know, maybe meets the eye right. kind of thing. So that was like, yeah, for a long period of time, I was just about doing my thing and kind of sliding under the radar. But then all of a sudden, like, that became a priority. And it's like, I I think... And, I mean, I went into it with both eyes open, too. Like, I think a lot of times people, not just fitness, but going to any business ownership and being, it's all hearts and flowers. And I like to paddleboard. Therefore, I'm going to open up a rental business where the reality is, is then you're not going to be paddling, right? Like, there's there's a lot that comes behind the scenes that people don't fully appreciate and realize. And at that point in time, like... I was ready for that. Yeah. Like I was, I was ready for those added responsibilities for the things that came with it. And I mean, it's like having a kid, like you have expectations. No, you can't really know until yeah. you're yeah. in it. <laughs> Absolutely. But on the same token, like I, I do feel like I went in with both eyes open and I was saying, I'm doing this because I want this thing. Yeah. 
and yes, there's always you more. You already had several years of experience, you know, being a trainer before you. Yeah. Thought about opening it up. Then, yeah. Because it wasn't originally part of your. Plan. No, no, it wasn't at all. But I, I mean, yeah. that's fair. Like, I think it's cool how that unfolds. You know. I think all of us too is. I mean, how long were you a student before you became a teacher? It, yeah. I definitely. think it's extremely necessary. Yeah. Like, you have to oh, figure absolutely. out who just, you are and so your voice. It's cool to kind of hear how that. I always love to hear kind of yeah the behind the scene. How did you get there? And one of my favorite thoughts is to think that like, you know, you and Mary Beth were making decisions and step before you and I even really knew each other and those decisions have made such a huge impact on my life personally my family's life and stuff and then I think of my yoga teacher training same thing my teacher in Petoskey like the decision she was making you know 20 years ago even 15 years ago someone who yeah who knew that those decisions were impacting me? So it's just cool that and I that, and I just that was like you know one of my questions obviously was that, I was curious if that was ever part of your that's a really good one because you know, your plan and like I, I said you go into this with certain expectations but there's other things that surprise you some of those surprises are negative mm-hmm. and I mean not negative they just like wow this is harder than I thought or this yeah. is more challenging or I didn't realize I was going to spend so much time doing this type of stuff and that's a real thing and that's yeah. okay it's just yeah. part of it but some of those surprises are extremely positive like you don't necessarily always know the ripple effect of decisions. And then to hear things like that, yeah. it's just like, all right, like yeah. it, it, it helps on the tough days too. Yeah. Like, Oh yeah, I am doing what I need to do. It, it <laughs> helps on the know. tough days yeah, and, definitely. and they exist. Yeah. Oh yeah. Goodness. Don't they? <laughs> so we'll kind of switch gears. We had kind of a few fitness related questions and we'll come back to, we'll come back to that. It's not, not, not the last one, but, um, there, there was a couple of food questions, okay. so we'll address some of those. What is your favorite pie? We'll just keep it simple, this first one. What's your favorite pie? Of all the pies you could fit in your pie hole, which one is your favorite? <laughs> it's either lemon meringue or key lime. Hmm, not what I expected. And I can't decide. Hmm. Um, my grandma used to make an amazing lemon meringue pie back in the day. Hmm. But I also really dig key lime. But I don't think I've ever had like a really, 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 really great key lime pie. Like I've had some good stuff at some restaurants. Yeah. But not like, you know, grandma's homemade key lime pie yeah. from like Nana who lives down in Florida. Yeah. yeah. So. Very specific. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to lemon meringue. Yeah, it sounded like that was like a classic, yeah, yeah good memory it is. associated. It was funny, one of our members, Barb one day, was talking about lemon meringue pies or whatnot. And I was like, you bake lemon meringue pies? And, and then I was giving her a hard time. I'm like, you know, I like lemon meringue pies. <laughs> and a few hey, days hey, later, hey, she actually brought me in one. Aww. She made me a pie. Oh, that's so sweet. And I even shared it with my family. You even shared it with your family. The, the temptation to just devour it because oh, they wouldn't yeah. know. They wouldn't. They wouldn't. They wouldn't. But I, never know. I, I adulted pretty hard. It was pretty awesome. Yeah. I like when um, uh, members will bring in treats and I'll, I'll find one behind on my desk from Casey and... Later on, I'll find out, like, you know, it came from, like, a packet of, like, 10 or 12 or 15, but, you know. You got I, one. I got one. And I'm always so grateful for that one, so don't make it sound like I'm not. I'm doing better. It's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. You just love, and granted, I'm not, I like some, like, I can only do a little sweets anyway, so one is plenty for I me. I wish that were granted. the case. Like, I would love to be I that just, person that can eat one uh-huh. of something rich and decadent and be satisfied. But, like, if yeah. one's good, a dozen is better. Yeah. I just, it makes my teeth hurt to even, like, think about It's not eat. a bad like, thing. Like, even just, like, you eating that, um, this is random, but have you seen the act on Hulu? 
No. But there's, okay, there's a scene where, like, this the girl, she eats all the sugar. Yeah. She ends up having to get her teeth removed because they're oh. so bad. And, oh, God, it's just like. Was it good? Because it's, it's like, I can't tell. Oh, it's it's very good. It's okay. very good. It's very disturbing. All right. right. Side note. No, I mean, I keep <laughs> seeing it pop on the thing. Like, yeah, every time I go to watch Letterkenny, oh, um, which is uh, not, less. Not children appropriate. I definitely watch it yeah. when I go to bed. Okay. That will, like, I, I gathered, yeah. It, it looked heavy, so it's, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know if you've seen Letterkenny, but it's not heavy. Okay, no, it's, I haven't seen it's, that. It, it's not, yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. If you like clever comedy, it's not your thing. Okay. And every time I go to watch that, I'm like, look at this thing that's got some, like, legitimate, <laughs> like, dramatic effect, and I pass over it and go for the stupid funny stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, okay, so, still keeping it kind of with the food theme, even though we got sidetracked already. It's okay. Um, if you could only eat three things for the rest of your life, what would they be? Salmon, pork, and duck. Oh, only meat. You're only going to eat meat for the rest of your life. That's it. You're not going to have any right, potatoes I mean, rest, here's, or Here's, here's or why. <laughs> the versatility of those things. You can't add anything to it. It's just those can't, three things. Oh, just by themselves? Just those three things. Okay, so but if I go, I mean, like you could like you could grill it and like you could bake it. Right. But, like you, if I go but, with like, potatoes, can I add anything? Nope. <laughs> just, are, it's just are, three, are salt like, and pepper on the table? We'll throw salt and pepper on there. Salt and pepper go. But they don't count for your three items of what you. you know, okay, you so salt and pepper that, exists. That, but you exist and that's it. At no herbs, it's, no. No, that's okay. Like, no. All right, then I'm gonna go. Salmon, duck, and potatoes. Salmon, duck, and potatoes. Good choice. I'm really glad to hear that you added some like a carb in there to give yourself some energy. <laughs> hey, listen, those are fatty animals. Like that's energy for days. Oh, oh definitely. But and if this is some sort of desert island situation, yeah, like yeah, they go to yeah, <laughs> it's a desert island situation. I don't know. I mean, like a desert island. I'm not sure if you're gonna find salmon or duck on yeah, the desert I mean, island. You never know. I mean. I'll tell you what, My you brain find, is telling me I do know that that's true. You find that island, you let me know because I want to live there. Oh, let me scan to see if there's any like more food related ones. I think that might have been it. I think that might have been it for food. Okay, so now we're, we're going to kind of... Um, okay, let, let's... Hmm. We're, we're going to jump to a funny one, then we'll go back to fitness. So, okay. When are you going to give the dogs a bath? And <laughs> date and time on this one are appreciated. <laughs> I, I, got, I wish I knew who this was from. I'm, I'm straining my brain to try and figure out who might have submitted know. this question. I don't know. Um, well, Mary Beth, if you're listening. <laughs> head scratcher. <laughs> let's shoot for Thursday of this week. Thursday of this week. All right, Thursday so of this Thursday week. Thursday is technically, that's like May 2nd, Mary let's Beth. Let's shoot for May 2nd. May 2nd. Those dogs better be groomed and cleaned, or uh, I don't know what. Did it say groomed in there? Or did it just say bath? Well, it said bath, but okay. I mean they have long hair. You have to brush them if they're going to give them a bath. I know that's a part of the long hair game. I know you chose it. <laughs> I was joking. Thursday. Thursday, Thursday. Well, we'll um, maybe we'll po- post some pictures <laughs> so we know that it happened because you know how it works. If it if you didn't post it, it didn't happen. Well, I mean, it's it's recorded. There's it's recorded. documentation. And now I'm going to get that, a text from yeah. Sam on Thursday going, have you washed <laughs> the dogs Reminder, did you, did, you, did you give him a bath? Did you give him a bath? Uh, you know what? My brother said he did brush him out this weekend. 
So, you know, he didn't start you off on the right foot there. I, it probably doesn't take him too long to get snaggled back up, but... It, still, know. that helps. That's yeah. huge. Yeah. Because usually, like, when I procrastinate Turkish's baths Ooh. is because he yeah. needs about 40 minutes of brushing pre-bath and post-bath plus the bath. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's, it's yeah. an ordeal. It is. It is. Yeah, definitely. Um, so we'll kind of stick a little family in here and then go back to fitness. So what are the story behind your kids' names, which are, um, so his daughter's name is Vesper and then his son's name is Indiana, but they always call him Indy a yes. lot. Yes. Uh, so Vesper was from, we weren't even pregnant yet. And it's when both Mary Beth and I are huge James Bond fans. Yeah. And when Casino Royale came out, the first movie with Daniel Craig, we went to see it in the theaters. We weren't even pregnant yet. <laughs> and the, the main female character was introduced and her name is Vesper Lind. And we're like, wow, what a cool name. Like we had never heard that name before. We just thought it was awesome. And so when we kept having the conversation regarding names, mm -hmm it just kept coming back up. And then we're like, ah, oh, it's kind of out there. Maybe it's a little different. Yeah. But like, we just kept coming back to it. And finally one day we're like, we've been talking about this for months and this one keeps like, we should totally do it. Yeah. So we had, she was a surprise. So we didn't know yeah. if it was a boy or a girl. Oh. Uh, so we had Vesper and then I can't remember what the name we had picked out for a boy. But then yeah. she was a girl, so it was Vesper. We told my mom the name and she spent the next six months trying to convince us not to name her that. Oh, no. So if anybody's listening who's <laughs> pregnant or think about becoming pregnant, don't ever tell anybody the name. Yeah, you just you just keep a secret. I, I actually, we kept my son's name a secret it's too. A good idea. And it was just nice because it was it's like my husband and I, we nice. could just enjoy it like yep. for ourselves for yep. a while. You know I what would I mean? Like, we shared the sex of the baby and like I felt like that was enough. Like you guys yeah. know already that right. it was a boy ahead of time. Right. You couldn't wait to hear the name, okay? So when we got pregnant with Indy and we told <laughs> my parents, my mom's first thing was so I'm not going to get to know the name am I and we're like nope because you spent six months trying to covertly convince us and we knew what you're yeah, doing because yeah. we'd always get these lists of hey I found this list of names and check out these so ones that we're like leave it alone we picked it even when she was born she's like what'd you name her we're like Vesper did you want to see the birth certificate we've told you this for six months and then Indiana was Mary Beth was pregnant we knew it was a boy, and we were literally watching Raiders of the Lost Ark. And Mary Beth said, what about Indiana? I said, I didn't know that was an option. Yes. Yes, yes. Yeah, like, did you even have to ask? You no. Know, I didn't think that was on the table. I would have suggested it months ago. Yeah. So, yeah, when she opened the door for that one, I was like, done, sold, moving on. And what is his middle name? So, his original middle name was going to be Lee. Okay. Because my grandpa's middle name was Lee, my dad's middle name is Lee, my middle name is Lee... But then when Mary Beth was about six months pregnant, my grandma Joe passed away, my dad's mom. Mm -hmm. And I grew up with her, so she was always around, and she adored Vesper, and she was so excited that Mary Beth was pregnant, and she never got to see the little guy. Yeah. And um, So her name was, we, we all called her Grandma Joe. Her name was Winifred Joanne Stutzman, but everybody called her Joanne or Joe or Grandma yeah. Joe. So we ended up naming him Indiana Joe. That's awesome. So. So what is Vesper's middle name? Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Which is also Mary. So Mary Beth is Mary Elizabeth. Yeah. Her maiden name was Klein. So Vesper is Vesper Elizabeth after after mom. Oh. So. That's so cool. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Fun fact, Vesper's initials are also the first three letters of her name. It's V-E-S. Nice. Didn't, like that just kind of happened. It just kind of happened. Yeah. That, and then funny. Indies are I-J-S. I don't know what that means. No, it sounds like one of those, um, like, you know, you take the personality test, and it's like your, right. your INFP person, <laughs> or whatever the letters are. It's kind of what it reminds me of. We just, yeah, we wanted unique yeah. names. And those are, I love the, those kids' names. And, like, they both, like... 
they they're fit. just like they yeah they're like, and I love the like flip when that happens and I don't know I like I like I love the nickname Indy too I, I do know, too it's just like so that cool. was a huge selling point like, that, that was, name that's as so well. cute yeah like that's adorable yeah and uh, yeah no one else is really gonna have those names either yeah. and I I like. But at the same time, I mean, they are a little different, but to me, they're not, like, so out there that I'm not, like, how do I pronounce that? Like, that, that doesn't even look like what you're, like, the way you say it is not how it's spelled. Right. <laughs> kind of thing, like, um, when, yeah, th- they're pretty cool names. We didn't want to do that to them. Yeah. And then, well, then, so what are your dog's names? We'll just, we'll throw them back on there. Well, Turkish yeah. is our eldest dog, which is yeah. from the movie Snatch. Everyone's almost named for yeah. Everyone's named for a movie really so far. Are. Which so um, I told you I I, um, I sat down and did a podcast with Stephen Brad with um, Hot Take from the Kitchen last night, which is an awesome local podcast. And so we talked for like a couple hours last night, and, we, and they always do a top five. Mm-hmm. And the top five that was chosen was top five movies that will never make a top. F- top movies list (laughs) and my number one was snatch like it's one of my favoriteest movies of all time it's amazing so anyway that's where we got his name and both mary beth and i love that movie and and then anakin is kind of obvious that's it's a star wars reference and i haven't even like seen really like all star wars i know and i I know that's a reference so like if i know that's a (laughs) reference like everybody better know that's a reference or all it's like woo. And it's you, cool because we can call him Annie. Yeah, yeah. I think my, my I think my mom actually thought it was a girl dog, and then the oh, fair and, enough. And, and that, yeah, and that the dog's name was Anna. I think. I can see that. <laughs> and I, I can was see like, that. no, no, it's Anakin. She's like Anna, and I was, I was like, Anakin. Anakin. No, no. Anna. I was like, I'm, I'm done. Okay, whatever. You call the you call the dog whatever you want. I guess it's at your house. <laughs> it was funny when we were getting the puppy, or we were talking about getting a puppy because we surprised the kids with them a couple months ago, and. We were talking about names and Vesper, because in her, she's yeah. now super sassy. <laughs> it's like, we're, well, we're just going to name it something from a movie anyway. <laughs> we're like, well, you're probably not wrong. Well. And she was right. So. Yeah, that's so who your parents are. Girl. Yeah, so, you, know, so you just know us too well. So, yes. That's awesome. Way to go, girl. <laughs> that's adorable. Uh, so I think that kind of wraps it up for dogs and children questions. Okay. Which which are pretty fun. Um, so we'll kind of round back up to fitness, and then we'll we'll go kind of come back to like a couple business questions before we wrap up. Um, don't get on too much of a tangent. Ah, oh, so you know that okay. But what is like if you could pick one pet peeve about fitness, what would it be? Okay. 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 <laughs> no pain, no gain. Mm. That's a really good one. I think and it's been around for so long. Yes. And it's like, in, like ingrained it's, in everybody's yes. brain. I think if there's one thing that is doing a horrible job serving like fitness as a whole and yeah. part, part, particularly the people participating in any form of it is just this yeah. mindset of like when things hurt, we push through. Yeah. Um, what do you feel about that mindset just in general, not even applying it to fitness, but like in your work, in your life? Like, you know, how, I think like, isn't that, in general, I feel like it's not, it's not a very healthy way of looking at things, you know, like no pain, no gain. Like I've got to like suffer to get like through this. And that's, be, I like, think you yeah. hit the nail on the head yeah. is that that statement is too broad. Yeah. And I don't think there's a lot of understanding to it. I yeah. think there's a massive difference between pain and suffering. And yeah. I actually think suffering is valuable for the human soul yeah, yeah. Um, I think the ability to endure to embrace the suck yeah. to be in uncomfortable situations breathe through it yeah. and, and persist and move on I think yeah. that's something that 
um, our culture could use a lot more of. Yeah, I, I think a lot of people are suffering adverse and I see like that's where a lot of shortcuts and easy ways like people don't want to work for stuff. People yeah. don't want to, they don't want to endure discomfort and I think that's necessary and our brains do a really good job building things up into worse than they actually are. Oh, yeah. And a lot of times when you force yourself to go through that discomfort, you come out of the other end, you go, that was not so bad. Mm -hmm. And you're now empowered to take on something bigger and more audacious and continue to move forward. And so I think it's extremely important to be uncomfortable, whether that be physically, whether that be mentally, emotionally, whether that be your state. Like, you know, we often find ourselves in situations or environments that we that don't fulfill us or we don't like or are not good for us. Mm -hmm. But the pain of staying is less than the pain of change yeah and we're always terrified of the unknown so we stay in in these miserable relationships or environments or what have you mm -hmm. until we just can't take it anymore um and a lot of times that's to avoid unknown discomfort we'll, we'll keep this discomfort because it's known because i don't want to go to that discomfort that's unknown because mm -hmm. that's scary yeah so i think that's that's valuable and that's important yeah. but pain is your body your your heart your soul whatever that it's trying to communicate with you it's trying yes. to say like yes. what you're participating in is having an adverse reaction it's not conducive to growth and development yeah. and i mean in all fairness if you're an operator with the navy seals this is a different conversation yeah. because being able to run two miles with a broken leg might be the difference between life and death. So, yes, yes in that regards, no pain, no gain. Yeah, yeah. But, but that's, a, that's a rare circumstance. And it's that extreme. Applies. Yeah. For the rest extreme. of us, I just don't think it serves us. And no. we, how many people do we see that, like, unfortunately... Yeah, most of the time, if, yeah. The if, fitness industry did not serve. Yeah. You know, and you run into a lot of people that have been fit and active since the 80s or the 90s, and parts of their body are failing them now because when you look back on either the mentality, the mindset or the exercise selection or the things that we were teaching people to do, it, it you know, their, their older selves are now having to pay for that. Mm -hmm. And that's not cool. Yeah. So I, I think yeah. if there's one thing, if there's one pet peeve, it'd yeah. be that it's, yeah. I feel like that was a really good one well, thank and you. I, I'm impressed on, on how short and sweet, but effective that you made that answer. See, every now and well again, well can done. Do you didn't, you did really good. There was no, like, I'm going to come back to this and somehow this random story relates to what I was saying. You didn't, it's really nice. So what, another fitness question, what is the best piece of advice that you could share? Um, like about fitness and personal training. So mm -hmm. perhaps maybe someone who wants to pursue it as a career. I don't know if, they're, if they meant it that way or if they just meant in general someone participating. Well, let's take it both ways, I guess. Yeah. So from a career standpoint, um, who there's no such thing as too much information. Mm. Um, and there's no such thing as – there is such thing as having your world be too small. Yeah. It's not often a problem when your world's too big. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, get out there, try different things, expose yourself to different things. I really wish I could. No, I don't. I don't. I wouldn't change anything. But <laughs> if, if I were going to give someone advice that like was when, when I started. Which is actually kind of a question on here is like, what would you give that a Casey Young advice kind of thing? So I those wouldn't. kind of can relate. Because that trajectory <laughs> got me here. Right. And to change yeah. any of it would yeah. change this point in That's time. True. That's so. True. All the mistakes, all the negatives, all the bad, like anything that didn't go the way I wanted it to, anything I screwed up, like it was all necessary to get to this point and to go back and change it. So to the professional yes. interpretation of that question, yeah. to, I, to be good in this industry and at this job, 
you have to be a bit of an alpha. Male, female, like you have to be able to stand up in front of a group and, and run that group and organize and lead people. Mm-hmm. So it takes a certain amount of bravado. It takes a certain amount of, you know, confidence and leadership and, and things of that nature to, you know, have a class and say, this is what we're doing and have that flow and run to take control of that environment. And whether it's in a yoga room or in a training space, mm-hmm. um, if you're standing in front of 30 high school athletes, like you can't show weakness, they'll eat you alive. <laughs> yeah. You have to like, I am in charge and this is how things go. Yeah. Um, but you also have to be somewhat vulnerable. You have to be humble. You have to know that you don't know everything. Mm-hmm. And that's a really hard line to balance. Yeah. And I remember very, you know, early in my career, I was always so afraid of like being called out or being saying something wrong or being disproven or making a mistake. Yeah. And <laughs> I, that would be the part that I think maybe sometimes I dug my heels in a little too much just because I didn't want to be wrong. When I might have been confronted with information that I wish I would have taken more seriously early on, because I think it would have put me at a different point, or you might have yeah. might have shortened a learning curve or done something beneficial. Yeah. But I was so like not wanting to be wrong, or I was just a little too headstrong about a certain point or a view or a style of training or something, <laughs> and I didn't always have the awareness to say, "Well, you really have only been doing this a couple years. You don't know everything." Yeah. Like, why don't you maybe look at that before you start dismissing it? Yeah. Um, I, I think like a lot of people that are involved in sports and especially involved in bodybuilding and things like that, like we never took yoga seriously. It was glorified stretching. Yeah. And it wasn't until way later that I'm like, oh, there's a lot going on there. I really <laughs> wish I would have paid more attention to that earlier on and not just throwing the baby out with the bathwater. Yeah. Say, oh, that's not for me. That, nah, it's just, nah. I, saw, I looked at it one time. Really? And that was about the extent. And, you know, of course, when anybody would talk about it, but you had to pretend you were an expert in any and all things. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, like it's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to try different things. It's okay to dabble. It's okay to not be right. Yeah, definitely. I think one of my favorite things that my our teacher and uh, task reminded me is like if someone asks you a question, you can absolutely say, I I don't really answer that, but let me get back to you. Right. Um, you know, because remind yourself, like, I'm, I mean, I know a lot about the body and I love about movement, but I'm not a doctor. No. Like, I'm like, you know, there's, you know, my, yeah, to kind of, so to just be able to, and that was, it was so, I felt so good for, I guess, give us that reminder, that permission that you can say that to people. Agreed. And that was so nice. And I think I, that's a, yeah, like, I don't know, let me get back to you on that. Let me, let me think about that. From the, from the angle of this question regarding, like, someone getting into fitness, like, for just themselves, yeah. like, personally, is that um, more is not better, better is better. And I think something that leads people astray quite often is, well, I'm going to start running. So if I can do 500 meters, then a thousand's better. And yeah. if I can do a thousand, 1600's better. And we just, we add volume. If I can hold a plank for 30 seconds, 60 seconds better. And we get into this thing where we just go longer or we go harder or we go faster. And pretty quickly, quality of, of, of movement starts to slip and then things start to wear down and things start to not feel good and then no pain no gain so we just push through it and it it takes us to a place that I don't think serves a lot of people so yeah better is better, better is like better. better is better more is not always better and it's I think it's important for people getting into fitness to prioritize parts excuse me Prioritize patterns over parts and movements over muscles. 
So instead of looking at it, well, I'm going to do upper body and I'm going to do lower body or today's chest day or today's back day, like starting to look at what are those, what are the patterns that the body needs to be able to move properly? Um, starting to look at things like hinging and planking or brace neutral spine, pushing, pulling, lunging, rotating, and, and looking more at those instead of like, well, I'm going to train this muscle or I'm going to train this muscle, but looking more at, at the body as a collective unit and not so much a gathering of parts, if that helps. And I know that's kind of an ambiguous answer that's like a hard to jump off to. Um, I think if people start with an FMS, because there's places all over the country that do it, yeah. um, or at least like, you know, head to their website and, and learn about the system and what it is. Yeah. Cause... And an FMS is just, all it is is just a functional movement screen test. So basically, <laughs> we just measure how you're currently moving so that we know what's working, where the imbalances lie, and then our job is to show you how to correct that. That's it. And it, you don't break a sweat or anything. It's not an intimidating experience at all. It's just like, you know, having your arm measured, right. you know, kind of thing. But we don't do that. We don't do measurements. Oh. We don't do weigh-ins. We, we can, we're we concerned about the quality of your movement because the better you move, the more you're going to do it. And so many times, like, in the industry... It, it's, Just in case no one knew what that I appreciate was. The, yeah. the backup. The uh, In the industry, it, it's not necessarily standard practice to have some sort of movement evaluation when people start a workout. I mean, I yeah. practiced for many years and didn't do anything like that. Yeah, it's one thing to ask, like, oh, okay, what's your health history? But, like, yeah, like, how... How, how do you move? Like, what's your shoulder mobility your, like? Yeah. What's your hip mobility like? Like, yeah. what's your squatting patterns like? Do you have a good split stance pattern? Yeah. Like, do you have rotary stability? I mean, all these things play into it, and we just jump into workout programs without knowing these things about ourselves or having our professionals mm-hmm. know these things. No and doctor is, yeah. would ever prescribe you medicine without taking you through a full exam first. Yeah, exactly. But we do it all the time in fitness where we're like, hey, do this exercise, this exercise, and this exercise. It's like, well, that's, that's, not, that's not fair. Definitely. So... That would be my answer. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, that kind of sparks almost a different question. Like, you could probably do a whole episode on that. <laughs> um, so we'll kind of go to a funny one. Um, if you could be any superhero, which one and why? Is that a serious question? That is a serious question. It's Batman. It's Batman. Yes. It's Batman. I figured it <laughs> I mean, you've got the tattoo, I suppose. So you're pretty, I mean, I, you're pretty committed. I, I joke because I think, like, if... If, Most people know that. If there's a couple people that I'm thinking about that are listening to this, they're like, well, well like, yeah, yeah, like, duh. Yeah. Maybe um, we could just, like, we could have left that one blank and everyone else could have filled that. I'll tell you why. And I'm not going to jump off into the nerd, the nerd pool too aggressively. <laughs> so the Justice League is made up of, we've talked about this in other episodes, yes, it's yeah. the group of DC superheroes. Okay, so it, it's, the, <laughs> it's, it's the DC Avengers. Everybody knows the Avengers because the movies are popular. Yeah. So it's Superman and Wonder Woman and Green Lantern and Batman and Flash and Martian Manhunter and all these, all these people. Within that group, there's kind of this unsung like leadership team that they call the Trinity, which is Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman. And I always, even as a kid, thought that was fascinating is that like Batman's just a dude. Yeah. He has no powers. He has no abilities. But yet he sits at the head of this table with gods, basically. <laughs> yeah. And leads everybody else and it's it's detective skills it's intuition it's iq it's problem solving it's all these things that he does just at almost a hyperhuman level but because of his intellect and because of his training and his conditioning and like he's he's the most self-made of self-made people yeah and he's pretty badass That's that's a really good point I don't know if everybody would have thought about that, so... I've thought about this in depth. Obviously. 
go to kind of some activities in person. We're we're almost done here. Um, what's the longest paddleboard trip you've ever taken? I think that would be the Mackinac Island one. That's what I was saying. That Garrett and I did. Yeah. I think in total that was a 16-mile day. Yeah. So these crazy guys <laughs> decided to paddle. Where was your start point? We started at St. Ignace. Okay. Right near the where the ferries live. And then? So we we were going to go to the north part of the island and around down the east shore. But then when we got to the northeast northwest corner, we're like, oh, it's further than we thought, da-da-da-da-da. Well, we'll go south along the west shore and then into the marina, but not realizing the marina is on the southeast corner. Oh. So we actually would have been less distance to just keep going in the circle. Yeah. So, yeah. So we went from there, and then we went to the island, and then down the shore, and then to the marina, and then we stopped and got something to eat. And I then hope so, you guys. We did get something. You probably, I would eat a lot after that. And then we were, <laughs> then we were in the ferry traffic on the way home. Those things throw out some big waves. Oh my God, <laughs> that's crazy. I'd be like, just like, hook, give me a rope. The Coast Guard <laughs> pulled us over. He did? Yeah, to make sure we had our flotation devices. Yeah, did yeah. you? We did, of course. Okay, well, I figured, yeah. but like, yeah. But we don't mess around. Yeah. Did you have like the waist ones? We have the waist ones, so yeah. each, him, him, him and I did, yeah. and of course we're paddling as a team. Yeah, yeah. And then we also had a spare paddle, like... Yeah, yeah, we don't mess around. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You gotta, you gotta be smart if you're gonna do something stupid. So, exactly, exactly. <laughs> my mom used to always tell me that. That was like her, yeah, her, her favorite thing. And then, so it kind of goes with activities, but what was your favorite non-fitness activity? And like, what would you consider, I guess, like a non, like you don't move very much or it's just like not very like athletic in nature? Oh, I don't know. Like would hunting, would you consider that like a um, I, That I mean, was like, my first thought. it takes your body, but like, it's not like you're trying to necessarily be like an athlete in that right. experience. Usually like the most difficult physical demands of anything like hunting, fishing related are like sometimes getting to a spot. You know, like duck hunting, there's a lot of times, you know, you're carrying all your decoys and you're like charging through either some sort of muck or like waist deep yeah. water and you're trying to like get to somewhere that's not accessible <laughs> and get your stuff set up and everything. So yeah, sometimes it's like getting to and from the spot yeah. is, yeah. and but then you're, you're kind of chilling when you're there. And, yeah, which like hunting, fishing is kind of like your favorite. Yeah, like, yeah, like I would say. And especially because, like, that's so broad. And, I mean, yeah. right There's there. There's so much that you can do. Oh. And you're someone who honestly takes advantage of it all year long. Well, that's the thing. is like there's 12 months of activity. There's something year. you can chase 12 yeah. months out of the year. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty wild. Yeah. So I would say because it to get rid of that means. And this is not something you did, like, growing up. No. There's actually a term for it. They call it adult onset hunter. <laughs> adult onset <laughs> hunter. Oh, God. Because it's, it's the type of thing that so many people are brought up in the families of, you know, grandpa hunts and dad hunts and they show junior how to hunt and it's a, an environment you grow up in. Um, and I didn't, I grew up in the city and I didn't find it until later in life. And I didn't start deer hunting until I moved up here sometime after I moved up here. So I was in my late twenties. So it's been less than 10 years. And then that was kind of the jumping off standpoint that I got into other stuff. And you know, our primary reason for doing stuff in the field is for sustenance. So I, I, like, I like to cook and I like to have a lot of different ingredients. So that means we hunt a lot of different things. Yeah. 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 And uh, it's funny because, you know, I've had the conversation before, but like I'm a, a vegetarian. You're not a hunter. Not a hunter. <laughs> not a hunter at all. The very opposite. Um, but, but we agree on so many aspects. We do. And that's the funny thing that so hunters and vegetarians and vegans you actually might have a lot more in common than you think oh, you definitely do 
and uh, it's nice to have that conversation with people that you don't always agree with. It's so important to have those conversations and to have them in a healthy way where no one's like leaving like upset right. or um, you know you could just kind of kind of share you know where you're coming from and that's where you might actually find that you have more common ground than um, than you may realize. And I my kind of for me personally like you know I'm not a fan of you know I, I don't support that but like. If someone is willing to go out on their own and go out in nature and you're willing to to uh, take take that animal out on your own and, and clean it and, and and you want to eat it afterwards, I'm not going to stop you. And I'm not going to say anything about it because, damn, like, <laughs> you have some guts and you have some full-on, like, willpower to follow through on all that. So it's it's wild to me. So I, like, holy smokes. Like, if someone's going to do that... Um, more power to you, I guess. You bring up a, <laughs> like a really interesting point because I think in conversations we've had, and to your point about like a lot, hunters, vegetarians, vegans have a lot in common. I know from talking to you that a lot of our motivations for our lifestyle choices are the same. Yeah. We just chose different paths. Yeah. But I'll tell you, so in this world and like where we have differing opinions in this conversation, I have way more respect for the vegans and the vegetarians and I'm, I don't want to make this sound like I'm trying to pick a fight with anybody, but oh, yeah, yeah. there are people who eat meat but are against hunting. Mm-hmm. That bothers me because I'm like, you can't see the hypocrisy in your statement. <laughs> like, yeah, you're fine yeah. with this thing, like, dying and you eating it and going buying it in the store, but you're not okay with me go getting my own. Yeah. Like if At not- least if you're talking about vegetarians and vegans, like, you guys have made a sacrifice. You've made a choice. Yeah. Like, you, you view something a certain way. And then based on that, you're saying, I'm going to make a change. I'm going to, there's going to be a personal sacrifice to me. I'm going to change my lifestyle because this thing doesn't align with my beliefs. Whereas like the person who has no problem like getting the bacon cheeseburger at Burger King, but will give me a hard time for going to chase my own meat, like that's bothersome. Because it's like, so you stand on this moral high ground, but you're not willing to make any changes to yeah. your lifestyle to support like your why mom. would you hire someone else to do that for right. you then? And like, that's, that's okay. That's why I got <laughs> into hunting as much as I do is like, yeah. so we, like I'm very proud to say there is so little, if almost no store-bought meat that goes through our house. Yeah. Like we eat probably about 80, 70 to 80% wild game. And then Mary Beth's um, parents have cattle and hogs so we get farm-raised beef and farm-raised pork and then everything else we we source ourselves yeah. so we're, we're not buying stuff like yeah. i agree with you like i don't like factory farming there's a lot of stuff that goes with that that i just i'm not a fan of and so we don't participate in it and that's how we choose not to participate yeah. in it now we go out to dinner we go out to eat oh, from time yeah, to time so yeah. it's not like we're completely oh absolutely devout think, of not supporting I, that I, but i think for anything that you're trying to do whether you're trying to be like using less waste in your life if you're trying to eat less meat or whatever it's not about being perfect at it it's just about doing your trying best to do that. yeah absolutely you don't have to like yeah to a t with everything but um i just wanted to share that because yeah it's an interesting um conversation it is that him and i've had I you know outside of here and it's i think you it, the reason it works is that like a true conversation is where there's two sides that are trying to understand the other not a shouting match yeah. Where, like, I'm trying to change your hearts or your mind. Yeah. Yeah, where I just want to, I want to, I want to listen to you. I yeah. I want to actually hear what you have to say. Exactly. Just kind of, oh, okay. Like, and I, kind of. I think more of us could approach 
quote unquote conversations with oh, that absolutely. intention absolutely. instead of being like, I'm going to tell you why you're wrong. Yeah. And so often, you know, we just, a lot of, a lot of us are just, you know, you're not listening. You're just replying. Yeah. You're, you're, a good like, point. you're just thinking about your reply. What you're going to say next. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's good for us to kind of get that in check sometimes. I also think it's, it's a good idea to just keep in mind, like no intelligent conversations have ever happened on Facebook. So right. if you want, <laughs> if you're seeking that, yeah, maybe look yeah. somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Just and that instead of being in person too and having a conversation, it's so can different. Be, yeah, it's so it's so valuable, so different. Not that I'm, you know, of course we can educate ourselves through different platforms, but um, yeah, there's just something I don't know the connection, the realness that you can get, you can understand and be more empathetic with people. And, I agree. Um, by being able to witness their face, their expression, their their heart, their understanding, and that. I agree. Um, so this. Um, doesn't have anything to do with it, but it's interesting. So what would be your best advice for balancing like all your roles? So you're a business owner, you're a personal trainer, you're a father, you're a husband, you're a friend, a brother, a son. Still trying to figure that one out. <laughs> yeah, like, do you have, yeah, like, right, I wish. Like, and is balance even an attainable thing? Is that something that we've told ourselves we can achieve it, but is it is it really a thing? Or is, is there always going to be parts of our times in our lives that just demand, like, you know, right now your home needs you a little more. And then there's probably times where performance soccer needed you a little bit more and kind of thing. So is our balance really just to, to go with the ebb and flow and kind of just do our best throughout it? That's something that's been on my mind lately. I think that's as a like really good way to and, put and it. And because I think we can get so hard on ourselves if we're not achieving so-called balance. And then we're like, oh, I'm a failure because I'm not a good enough parent or I'm not a good enough you know, staff member, employee, work, whatever, whatever it is, or own a business owner. And, it's, I don't, I don't know if it's obtainable, but I think it's something to strive for. Yeah. Um, I am found it. Yeah. Uh, I'll but keep looking. You, yeah. <laughs> but like, even to strive for it, but like, like, you know, I, if it's not, if it's not attainable, is it, is it a healthy thing to strive for then? Yeah. Like mastery of movement's not obtainable, but I'll, I'll always okay. try and, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like no one's, yeah. no one's the what, perfect I guess mover. The, my own thought was like, you know, is it, I don't want to, is it healthy, like, to work for something, I guess we know we're never going to. Let me phrase it a different way. I get what you're saying. Um, and so, look, so when I say managing expectations and not wanting to be disappointed. When I say non obtainable, yeah. I think the realization that I've started to have over the last few years, especially, and this goes exactly to what you just said that I couldn't agree yeah. with more. It's a moving target. Yeah. It, it's it's not a destination you're ever going to arrive at because yeah. different seasons <laughs> of life require different things. Mm-hmm. The amount of time and attention that my family needs when kids are different ages is going to be in a state of flux. Yeah. Um, when they're infants, it, it looks like this, but when they're six, it looks like this. Um, when it comes to like, I mean, gosh, even now, over the last year, I've finally been starting to do a better job prioritizing, making sure that there's time for me to get out and enjoy stuff. Like I like, I feel like it's imperative for all of us to have something every single week of your life that you're looking forward to. It could be something silly. It could be watching a a certain TV show on Friday night or a movie with your spouse, but something that week that you are looking forward to. It could be a two hour fishing trip. It doesn't have to be a trip to Costa Rica. Exactly. Something. And if you have something that you're always like looking forward to, like what that just does to your overall persona and what that does your to your life, yeah. it's huge. And I think it's, it's, but it's so hard for us in this very results driven world to prioritize and, and to take a step back and say, well, I could be working, but I'm going to do this instead. Yeah. And, um, 
Yeah, I, I think it's just a moving target. And and I agree with you that, like, so summers are stupid busy. They just mm-hmm. are. You know, the rentals kick off and the parade, parade and Rockport. Yeah. They're just busy. So is it realistic for me to expect that I'm going to have the level of balance I want during that time frame? No. But on the same token, like, winters might be a little bit slower. So then during this time, is it okay to take your foot off the gas a little bit? And, again, I don't know the answer, but it's... I think you're right that different seasons are going to require different amounts of commitment and and different things. And sometimes you just have to work. Like sometimes there's just stuff that has to be done and it has to be done now. And, you know, these are the choices that I made. You know, I chose to go into this. Like I could work behind a desk somewhere. And, you know, the the benefit of that would be I'm here from 9 to 5, before 9 o'clock and after 5 o'clock. Good luck reaching me. You know, you get, <laughs> See you. you get to shut up. You get to check out. That's not the path I chose. So that means that there's some things that come with that. And and I, I think for me, maybe it's just acceptance and realization of some of those things. And, I, you know, you do the best you can at different points. But realizing I can very easily be rigidly scheduled, but that doesn't allow – that doesn't work. Because it's like I'll get into this schedule and then something will change and now I have to try and find this new normal and like that's that's just a tough thing for me. It's very roller coaster. Yeah. And so yeah, to try and expect that I'm going to have 40% of my time doing this and 40% doing this and 40% doing this when just sometimes things change and sometimes it's like, you know what, I need to be very focused on this thing and we're just going to get this done. And I'm going to make some sacrifices. But if that means, you know, maybe over here, like I spend a little bit more time playing. So I don't know. And it's, it's getting easier too. Like our kids are getting older. Yeah. We're able to do more stuff with them. Yeah. Or like, I just recently went out of town and did a bunch of really cool stuff with them. Like time. went rock climbing. And, and, and it's stuff like... Or like, yeah, two, three years ago would right. that really been possible? I mean, maybe for maybe a really shorter version of exactly. what it did maybe, but... So, it, but all that too, that's an investment. You know, yeah. you give your kids these experiences oh, and these God, opportunities yeah. and you realize that it's not going to be what you want it to be. Because they're participating at a different level. Mm-hmm. Um, for Indy's birthday last year, he wanted to go duck hunting. Which consisted of me schlepping an insane amount of like gear and yeah. portable blind stuff and everything else down to the water and setting up decoys. And once we got everything set up, 20 minutes later, he's like, I'm good. <laughs> and then ya. we took it all down and we went back. But that was a good example of like that experience wasn't for me. Yeah. It was for him. But... Those are the investments, so like later we can both experience it on the oh same gosh, level. Oh gosh, yeah, yeah, and definitely. So yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's a really good question. Yeah, I um yeah I was interested, you know, as someone who is a new parent too, and just trying to balance all all kinds of yeah roles and stuff. It's interesting all the hats you can wear and be as one person, and and I think what you were saying too about having that personal time for yourself and how important that is. Um, but you can feel so guilty as a parent or as a business owner to do that for yourself because you have so you have things people to take right. care of. Um, and it's so I think thing, it's tougher for women than for men too. Yeah, I think it's a lot because just I by the the, the nurturing nature. <laughs> I agree. I think like that mom guilt, like that phrase. You know, that's there's um some truth to that. And before I before I had Marshall, my mom like to even then I would sometimes even feel guilty about like oh I'm could be doing this for work or I need like, oh, my laundry or whatever, whatever it was like, but instead like I'm sitting here in the bath cause I know I also need this need kind it. of right, like right now too. So, or like I needed to like to do a yoga practice that morning right. and kind of get my day. So 
something I would remind myself is like when I take care of myself, I take care of others. Exactly. And um, that's something I honestly I think need a reminder for myself right now. So I'm glad we had this conversation. So when I take care of myself, I take care of others. And I think so often we think like, oh well, if I take care of A, B, and C, and D, then, then I, I got can time do this for, me. for myself. Um, yeah, and like wow, to like flip that script a little bit and think of it the other way is yeah. be can be so nice. I think that I'm just I think that may wrap it up for the questions that we had submitted. Um, there's one funny one, but I don't know if I want to ask it. Or well, I'll tell you what, I'm gonna pause this real quick. We'll we'll do another segment. Okay. We'll finish up that one. We'll close it up. That sounds good. Okay, so <laughs> the last two came from. Well, not gonna say what came from. Nope. <laughs> Go ahead. What would it take for you to shave your beard? Um, <laughs> gosh, I don't know. Can I say there's a really weird thing with facial hair? Yeah. This is completely irrational. Yeah. I don't know why. But it feels like a lot and I don't like... I. It's not like it's something I should be attached to. <laughs> I'm very attached to my hair. I'm extremely attached to my hair. Like... I'm very attached to my hair. Like I could never imagine cutting my hair short. Like I, it, I, it's it's my hair. So I mean, I I hundred percent can relate to that. That's not weird to me. Yeah. Like I, I'm very I'm very I don't know. attached to my hair. I don't. It's just it's. Because when I grew it, it was like Mary Beth. One day was just like you know you might look good with your beard. You could grow one if you wanted. Oh okay. So it's like I got permission from her, <laughs> which was really the only barricade. That's the only thing I needed. Seriously. <laughs> right. Um, I don't have like really thick facial hair, so. Yeah. I actually never even thought I could grow a beard, yeah. so part of it was just an experiment. Yeah. Like, will well, this come in? Look, when I first started, you participated in like a no shave November thing, and you were like joking how embarrassing you know it was. Oh, totally! Like, it was like one month, and there's just like a it was just this stash. teeny little dirt lip. <laughs> I looked like a fifteen year old going through puberty. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's kind of this weird thing. It's like you've had it for a while now, and for no other yeah. reason that I mean, I'm not saying that one day I might wake up and just go, yeah, I'm done. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, it's but funny. yeah, I don't know. Uh, one of Aaron, my husband's friends, came over and he has like a similar like he's not um, shaved, but like it's a like buzz, yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah, really really short hair, and then but he has like a pretty full beard and like Marshall actually like kind of, like he came in. I think he came in a little too hot. Oh, you know when you get too little close kids to babies too get soon, freaked out by beards. Exactly. Yeah. So actually, I thought we wondered if thing. it was the proportion of hair to like it's... because he had so less hair on his head and more hair on his face. And that, like, Aaron's dad's not like that. Aaron's not like that. Like, his, Aaron's brother. Like, the, the men that he sees... I scare babies. ...aren't like that. So we were wondering, like, <laughs> is it the beard? And is it the proportion of that he has more hair on his face than he has on his head? It could be. Yeah, but it's, you, can, <laughs> so we were like, you can always tell little kids yeah. that have either, like, yeah. their parents or, like, friends of their parents that have, like, bearded friends yeah. because, like, the level of comfort is, it's, it's very much, different. Yeah. It's That's very, so funny. It's I really know, interesting. I didn't know, like, that was such yeah. a, like, a flag for, for kids. It is. Yeah, I don't know. That's a really good question. Yeah. I, I don't have a good answer. I don't know why, like, I feel an attachment to it, but yeah. I, I, I still am digging it, so why not? Yeah. <laughs> And then we'll close off with what is like one of the most random facts about yourself that you could think of? Like if someone like if like I couldn't even guess it if I wanted to like a fact that like, you know, not the average Joe would know about you something that like but also maybe like unexpected, like kind of a random factoid of Casey that we wouldn't. Well, we've played this game at meetings before. Is there anything that stands out in your mind? Like, well, like I always come back to the bring it on. Movie. <laughs> <laughs> but like 
So I told Steve you were probably going to bring that up at some uh, point. It's so hard not to. Like, uh, it was so funny. So like, <laughs> I don't even know. Like a couple weeks ago, I don't know how it even got brought up. Like I feel like Aaron said like, oh, he said the phrase "burr, it's cold in here." And yeah. I can't have, like, burr, there must be some cold in, in the yeah. atmosphere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it just it just comes out, and so and then I, and then I like. Then that then that came out of my mouth, and then I was like, "Did you know that Casey's favorite movie is Bring It On?" Not a favorite. Well, okay. It's a guilty I, pleasure. Okay, guilty pleasure. I did. I, I did claim it was your favorite. It is not my favorite. <laughs> I did claim it was your favorite. It's so not I'll, a fave, but it's that. a guilty pleasure okay, and a movie yeah, that I yeah, really, okay, really did. We cribbed it. Not a fave, but yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's in it's in the roster. You know? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. It's, it's in like if someone's gonna be like, "Hey, you want to watch Bring It On?" I'm never like, gonna say sure. no. Like, You're like, all right, yeah. fine. If you want to, yeah. Um, kind of thing and like and then Aaron didn't believe me so then I had to like t- then I was like I was not happy with this like I was like I can't I'm not making this shit up like it's, <laughs> this, is, this is legitimately like this is a thing we've talked about it so then I of course I had to text Casey and ask him like <laughs> like will you confirm that yes you do enjoy bringing it on <laughs> the movie and then um, his response was hilarious he like you know of course yes he did confirm that information he has no shame about it and then he was like, I'm just a little concerned, though, like on Tuesday night at like 730, like this is the conversation at your house right now. And that made me laugh even harder than like this, the fact that we were like texting him about bring it on like randomly at Tuesday, on a Tuesday at like 730. At night. Like, I think we just put Marshall to bed and like yeah. we're, this is what we're talking about. I, it was really funny, too, because when you text me, you're like, Aaron doesn't believe that you like this movie. And so, like, I just need you to, like... My response was, quiz me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bring it. Ask any questions. Just come on. Let's go. <laughs> yep, I don't know why. It came out when I was in high school. I had a big crush on Eliza Dushku. That was yeah. probably a big part of it. Yeah, yeah. I haven't is, seen is, it in a long she time. she the brown hair? She was the brown hair. Yeah, one. yeah. She was in a lot of 90s stuff. She, she was, was in a lot in, of 90s um, stuff. Jane Silent Bob. Bob Strike Back. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Aaron loves that movie. Love That's that like movie. one of his favorite. It's a, they're doing Jane Silent Bob reboot. Are they really? It just finished oh filming. So I don't know when it comes out, but it's in it's in post production. Really, really you should tell him he's gonna be excited. Yeah. I, I'm um, not sure he knows that. There's I I love Frank Sinatra. Yeah. Big big Sinatra fan. I don't think people would equate that. I, yeah, I almost was like, why are you talking about Frank Sinatra for a second? Oh, because we were going back to the question. Yeah, I could see that in your face. Yeah, You're like, like, so? So Frank your Sinatra. Point? I don't know what the Maybe that was a weird pivot. I apologize. It's okay. It's okay. But that's that's how random that fact was. That just proves yeah. how random. Like, that's, you just, I'm blown out of the water. That's a random fun fact. Um, I would guess get, getting groovy with Frank Sinatra, drinking your Thunder Bay winery. Actually, I did. I went through a period where I was a big fan of chai lattes. And it's something that Mary Beth constantly threatens that she will release to the public if I don't do certain things. So I'm getting ahead of it. And I'm saying it now so she can't hold it Watch over my head anymore. Watch Thursday. You can't hold chocolate lattes over my head anymore. Yeah. What, what? Every now and again, I'll get a text and, will you do this? I can't. I'll tell everybody you like chai lattes. No! So. I can't let everybody know. Yeah. I don't know. I'm sure there's some other weird stuff. I, uh, I was talking with someone the other day and it kind of came up like, you know when people are like, what's your most embarrassing moment? I legitimately don't have one. Oh man, I can instantly think of like several of mine like, off the bat. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't blush easily. Like so many things, I'm just like, yeah, whatever. I mean, I'm sure they'd be, they're, yeah. they're probably embarrassing and would yeah. force people to look down on me. It's yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't embarrass easy. So my my top two that come to mind. Okay. <laughs> there's multiples. <laughs> yeah, I have two of them. So there's one when I was in junior high and I was in track and. 
somebody false started uh-huh. and I didn't realize that so like I kept running and like but like you were supposed to stop yeah so like I'm the only person running and it was like a relay so like I'm the only person running it's a huge track meet like there's a bunch of people there yeah and like everyone else realized it was like the gun I don't know went off a second time I think I was just so focused like I wanted to do so good that like I didn't hear anything around me it was embarrassing it was so embarrassing <laughs> I like look back and like I'm thinking I'm doing so good, right? right? I don't see anybody. I'm like, I've never ran faster in my life. And <laughs> it was because I was running against nobody. And it was just so embarrassing that I had to, like, walk back. I was also, like, 13 at the time. So Fair enough. I get it. embarrassing at 13. I was, like, I was mortified. I swam competitively, and I had my fair share of false starts. Yeah. So, yeah. which is I'm not worse, but, like, a false start in swimming. Yeah. You jump in, and now everybody has to wait for you to get out of the pool. <laughs> so there you are. Like, you dive in, you turn around, you swim back, you climb out, you get back on the block. Like, it's a production, and everybody's watching you do it. After about the second time, you're just like, meh. Like, yeah. it happens. And then my final one I'll give you, which is, which is definitely, I would think you'll think this one's embarrassing. Um, we were at um, Bush Gardens uh-huh. in Florida, and... Um, I think I just like didn't eat enough like good food. How old I was were like you? um not I was like an adult. Okay. Like, um I was not old enough to drink yet, I don't think. So I was probably maybe like nineteen or twenty. Okay. Aaron and I drove down to Florida and yeah, we were at Bush Gardens and I, I was like at the time I was actually having like um a ton of stomach issues just in general. Like it wasn't just the the trip or yeah. the, <laughs> being at Bush Gardens or anything. <laughs> So my stomach was really sensitive, so I had a hard time just, like, finding stuff to eat on that trip that my stomach agreed with. Like, I just had really bad stomach pain and stuff. So I think that kind of played into it or whatever, so you can probably guess where I'm going with this. But, yeah, we're just, like, waiting for a line. We're, like, in line, like, waiting to go. I think it was, like, the log ride or something. Yeah. Like, waiting there, and, like, there's, like, layered, like, steps, like, high and lower, and, like, I totally just threw up all, all down the steps. And, like, there was, like, people, like... Luckily, like, the way the steps were angled, they, mm-hmm. like, kind of missed it. But it was, like, definitely, like, driven to all those steps. Like, I did a public puking, oh, and that was, Sam. like, so terrible. So then, obviously, we, like, weaved our way, like, up out of the line, out of there to get me some water. And then, like, then the Bush Garden people are, like, super concerned about me. And they, yeah. like, come track me down and be, like, are, are you okay? okay? <laughs> and I was just, like... Oh my god! I think it was just like combination of like the heat and my stomach just like not being very happy in general. And yes. then like so then like I am like just like and then we went to Bush Gardens or not Bush Gardens like uh, Cedar Point a few years later with my brother and like I got incredibly sick. Not on a ride. Still remember but, like, it? I don't know if it was that or what. I think I like just excuse my language, but Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> That place sucks <laughs> so bad. Like, get your speed limit together. Get Cedar Point. Like, you can keep it because it sucks. Okay. I love like, Cedar Point. I, I hate Cedar time. Point. As is the words. I got so sick. I like had like like both like a head flu and a stomach flu no. combination. So like you can't blame that on Cedar Point though. I in all fairness, absolutely. <laughs> like, that on Cedar Point. Sam holds grudges. <laughs> And Against I was just, an like, so sick. Like I, I like, got to my third ride, and then I, after that, I don't know if it was like equilibrium stuff at first. I can't do off, spinny rides. It was just like, nope, I'm never going to an amusement park ever again in my life. The last two that I treat me as an adult is what you do as a child. Yes. Adult Sam does not participate. No, I love the big rides, but I can't do spinny twirly rides. Huh. Like roller coasters all day, and I dig them, but yeah. like anything spinny. You know, back to what we were talking about earlier, like Fair you build these things up in your head, and then you're like, oh, it wasn't as bad. So when I started speaking on the conference circuit, and there's been times, you know, I've had 100 plus people that you're 
speaking to and, and going over stuff, like there's always this tariff terror in the back of your head, like like don't fart. <laughs> like up in front of a hundred people and like somehow my microphone will get back there, it'll be amplified. But it's a real thing because you're like bracing your trunk and you're showing exercise and you're trying to talk and like hold yeah. positions and you're doing this and it happened. It, did. it was in a big one and I let a big big one <laughs> yes. slip. And in that moment it was just kinda like Meh, and just move on. Like it was not as bad as I thought and I think I recovered pretty good and I was like, oh that okay. That wasn't yeah. terrible. Yeah. So, yeah, it just, it was not as bad as I thought. Now, I, I, who knows, maybe it came up in a lot of the reviews or whatnot, but... <laughs> well, that guy, careful if you want to... Watch out with his sessions, but... Just sit in the back. <laughs> Good so, info, but, you know, was, sit in the back. <laughs> it was the embarrassing moment that I was terrified... And it wasn't so bad. ...for years, and then it just, yeah, it wasn't yeah. so bad. I'll say, those, yeah, those were my top two bears. <laughs> now that everybody knows about them. I've made some peace with them. I feel like... I mean, you didn't have enough to share. I feel like there's some embarrassing moments in there, I guess. Yeah, I don't, the lack of embarrassing moments. I think. I, I think when it comes to, like, weird things, I don't have a good self-awareness. Like, maybe if we continue, people are like, oh, no, that's weird. That's oh, weird. No, no, that's that weird. so weird. But I'm like, no, that's not weird. That's just... You know what? A better person to ask that question would be my wife. Yeah. So yeah. she would... We should, we should do a double interview. Oh, that sounds kind of terrifying. That sounds really <laughs> interesting. <laughs> Let's interview Mary Beth and let's interview you guys together. All right. Well, we'll do part two. I love that. That that would be a good idea. Well, thank you so much for going with my idea. Thank you. Um, This was a ton of fun. Just like, and thank you for everyone who took the time to submit some questions for us as well. Um, That was, yeah, that was enjoyable. I thought there were some really good ones in there that I thoroughly enjoyed. There were some I feel like that were cool and relatable and then some that were just totally off the wall. That's okay. And I liked the combo of all of it. I did too. Some food stuff, some fitness stuff, some family stuff, some stuff about, you know, Mike Tyson, if he were the size of a duck or if there was a hundred Mike Tyson size ducks. I I'm I'm still like I I, got, I wish there would have been like an image submitted with that question because that would have like my brain really had to like sit there for a minute. Steve, like, if you're listening, Sam needs an image yeah, of that so one. So it, I mean, you were able to create that crazy image of Casey and the bull thing. That this was, is me taking yeah, the bull by the horns. Yeah, yeah. So if if you can create figuratively, that, I'm but that sure really you, happened. I'm pretty sure you can create me this Mike Dyson Mike Tyson duck image <laughs> thing. Like give give me some perspective here, and then then we, it would be cool. We can we can like share it with you guys, and we'll we'll maybe like somehow figure out how to put you guys to the battle someday (laughs) (laughs) genetics will advance you know technology will come along we can genetically modify some kind of mutant for you (laughs) well on that note it'd be a lot of duck meat you said you would survive on duck meat. I so did. if you win that battle, if it goes in my favor, you, that could be a that's big one payoff. Of the foods that you chose that you would eat, which is wild at first that you were only going to survive on a diet of meat, by the way. And fat. <laughs> and fat. Dur. Meat is fat. Yeah. No, they're different. There's fatty meats fat. and there's lean meats, but <laughs> it's high calorie. It would do the job. <laughs> You're silly. Oh, thanks, Sam. Yes, thank you. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so, so much for joining us today. We really hope you enjoyed the episode. I know a little bit different than normal, but um, I really had a great time. And uh, I enjoyed chatting with Sam and love some of the questions. And I really hope that you guys enjoy the listen. Um, Got a couple other great episodes coming up for you. So stay tuned for those. I know this one's getting out a little bit late, but we'll get back on our normal Friday publishing schedule. Uh, We have a special little crossover event coming up soon that I'll explain. Um, In the meantime, 
Keep an eye on the Facebook page. We've got a lot of really cool events coming up in the very, very, very near future. Um, on the 11th of May, so Saturday, May 11th at 3 p.m., we have our culinary class with Chef Ben Darga. This is all about hands-on skills and techniques in the kitchen. We're doing it at Art in the Loft in their beautiful kitchen up there. And you will eat a full, delicious meal. So it is basically a night out with a meal, except you get to make it and get led through by a trained chef. So I'm really looking forward to that one. You can find information on the Facebook page uh, under our events on the Performance Soccer Facebook page. The very next day, Mother's Day Yoga. We started doing this a couple years ago. Huge, huge, huge success. Uh, mimosas, croissants, chocolate, yoga, all kinds of great stuff. Treat your mom and their special pricing for duos and trios. You can also find information on the Facebook page events. That is Sunday, uh, May 12th at 10.30 a.m. And we just had a really cool little kind of lift and learn with um, Wynn Tizak, who's a physical therapist based out of Thunder Bay Therapy. You might remember her from one of our previous episodes talking about pelvic floor. So she came in and, and did a 30-minute seminar before our noon workout a few days ago. She's doing that again after our yoga class on Saturday morning on the 18th. So May 18th, I believe at 10 or 10.30 in the morning. You'll have to double check. And then if you want something more in-depth with Wynn, we have a special workshop on Friday, May 31st, where it is, she's going to do about 25, 30 minutes of lecture, and then we're going to go into some yoga and Pilates poses and talk about how they can help improve pelvic floor function and area and which ones to focus on. So that one's going to be a lot more in-depth, a lot more hands-on in terms of learning things that you can use to help improve uh, function within within those areas and, and how really to best train your deep core. Um, that is free to any and all Performance Locker members. And if you're a non-member, it's just the cost of one of our normal yoga classes, but you get a whole lot extra. You can find information on all those events at our Facebook page under the events tab. That's going to be the quickest, easiest way to go. You can also ask questions and get up-to-date information. Thank you again so much for tuning in. Um, and also, thank you. I opened up iTunes the other day and I noticed a few of you guys have given us reviews and they were good ones. And I was just tickled. That was pretty awesome. So thank you so much. Uh, if you have not reviewed the podcast, I would appreciate that too. So if you're liking it, if you're enjoying it, wherever you listen, if you could give us a review, give us some, even just give us stars, even just give us those five stars. That would be wonderful. And it, it, it's great. I, I dig it. And if, uh, if you're liking the podcast, please share with other people that, you know, we were, this is a wonderful opportunity for us to have great conversations. If you have questions, if you have things you want us to cover, things you want us to talk about, you can email us anytime, send a message on Facebook, uh, but you can always email info at performancelocker.com. Look forward to talking to you guys again soon. Take care. 